Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. I really should update that picture. That's like a decade old. <laughs> hey, Redcasters, be sure to subscribe to our channel and ring the bell to be notified about our latest videos. Go Big Red. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast, the Husker Fan Sports Show. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast. I am your host, Redcast Rob, and we are doing a special edition of Redcast with Rob tonight. I'm super excited to be back. I've taken about a month off, and let me tell you, I'm a little bit, uh, God, I don't even know how to say this. My life has just taken some really good turns recently, and and some things have happened, and I just feel like everybody should know. I finally earned my doctorate. Um, it is in actual from the Powder Drink University. I have a doctorate in um, Kool-Aid Sciences, so I am now officially a PhD. I've never been so happy, feel so honored. I, I You know, it, I spent months and months upon time out in Hastings earning this thing learning every single in and out of the factory itself. And so, you know what, with that being said, tonight's Redcast with <laughs> Redcast with Rob, I've got a special guest here tonight, but really he's not a guest. We're going to call him a co-host tonight because it's Eric Francis from Hale Varsity, photog- longtime photographer for Hale Varsity, and we've had him on before. And so he's basically just Redcast Eric at this point. And, uh, you know, we just came out, well, you know, we, we're, Part of the Herd at Sports Network. Herd at owns Hale Varsity. Eric works for Hale Varsity. They just came out with their basically their year in review edition for Hale Varsity magazine. And Eric wanted to get together and talk a little bit about some of the photographs that are on there because they're calling this the turning points, a year in photo. And, you know, Eric had um, opportunity to take some of these photos, sent some to me. So we'll be showing them tonight. We're going to talk about them. Um, we're just going to talk Husker sports. Who knows? We may talk about uh, whiskey, too, because I did bring him a bottle of whiskey last time I saw him. And that stuff is awesome, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's from uh, it's called 477 Distilling. And there's a big story behind that. It Basically, 477 was the number of votes it took to um, uh, lift prohibition in the city of Greeley back in the day. And so wow. 477 distilling is, uh, in place. My good buddy, Matt Estrin is the owner. They make some of the best, uh, cocktails that you will have this side of the Mississippi. And I would that, go to, go to I'll, I'll go ahead and put in a standing order every time you head back this way. Oh, absolutely. And I would be more than happy to bring it to you. The best part about it was, is that I went there to go pick up that bottle for you and they just gave it to me because uh, the local places, they love it when, when I take stuff back because, you know, basically it'll bring in tourism dollars someday. So hopefully if uh, you're planning on coming out here for the game in Boulder, um, you know, out in September, uh, you know, hey, if you want to stop off and stay the night in Greeley and and go check out some of our local distilleries or our local mm-hmm. breweries, right. I'd love to uh, host you. And yeah, I mean, seriously, it's the hotel rooms will be a lot cheaper, and it's only about an hour drive to Boulder from here. So 
if you're making that road trip, consider it because I'd love to have a drink with some of you. I'd have a beer. We could go to 477. We could have dinner at Austin's, which uh, is a great restaurant. You know, just let me know. Hit me up. DMs are open. Um, so before we get started, though, I do have a few things that I need to talk about, mostly our sponsors. Um, you know, first off, we've got Alumni Hall. Uh, they have two locations in Lincoln. One is downtown at 1120 P Street and the other is in South Point Pavilions behind Barnes and Noble. You can check them out at alumnihall.com slash Nebraska-Cornhuskers. Uh, also, with some of our upcoming shows that we have, uh, Happy Chris, the happiest Husker fan on Twitter. He's going to be on here on Wednesday, May 24th at 8 p.m. That's this Wednesday. This guy is a great follow. If you're not already following him on Twitter, you need to be. He seriously is the happiest guy around, and we cannot wait to have him on the show. So, you know, that's uh, we're looking forward to that one, Chris, and, and uh, I'll, I'll try and catch you for that. Also, uh, Tyler Pedersen. Think that's how you say it or maybe it's peterson uh he's a husker homer scotch connoisseur trying to spread some positivity in an angry world he's uh, one of our twitter fans he's going to be coming on he's also a big uh nu donor so we're going to talk a little bit about that or he and honky are and that's next tuesday on may 30th at 8 p.m central time so check it out throw him a follow to it at tyler s peterson p-e-d-e-r-s-e-n and also to uh, our good friends over at Pipeline Jerky, also Husk guys at pipeline-jerky.com. You can use the code REDCAST and officially gets you a 10% discount. Great idea for a gift for all of you uh, people out there looking for Father's Day gift. We all have fathers, whether they are our uh, actual dads or not your actual dad or your grandfather or, you know, for all I know, I, I mean, Tom Brady was the Raiders daddy for like 20 years. So hopefully I'll probably be sending him some jerky as well. And finally, Smack and Smooch. Shane and Laura over there at Smack and Smooch for all your quality apparel and custom made orders. Uh, throw them a follow on Twitter or on Facebook. Shoot them a DM. Scan the code here. Um, they make some great quality t-shirts and apparel, whether you want it for your company or you want to buy a Redcast shirt. We've got our official Redcast store going through there. So uh, scan that QR code, go to the Redcast store, order some swag, throw me a, a photo or something, tag me on Twitter or tag the Redcast on Twitter, and we'd love to see you guys in your Redcast gear. All right, enough of that. Eric, how are you, buddy? Doing good. Just got... Just came in hot tonight after running the kid around to his workouts and all that good stuff. Yeah, how's all that going? You, he's they're getting started with like spring practices still, or like pre-summer practices for football. No, they're just got they've all the spring sports have finished up and school ends this week, and so um, I'm sure um, pretty much summer conditioning and all that stuff pretty much starts right away. Yeah, my uh, my son's gonna actually be playing football next year for Riverdale high school up uh, out here in Colorado. Um, it's on a, it's in, it's technically like a Brighton or Thornton uh, program. He doesn't go there, but he's in that district and his school uh, where he goes, doesn't have a football team. So he's going to go play for them. And he starts his summer workouts on May 30th. And then that goes for a whole week and ends up in a seven on seven. And it's his first year playing football. My first kid playing uh, high school level sports. I'm pretty excited for him. Um, I can't wait to see him get smacked around out there because hopefully that'll make him focus a little bit more. So um, I just told him, I said two things, man, you need to keep working out and keep your head on a swivel. That's, keep your head on a swivel. Yep. <laughs> I never know. I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, you never know 
how they're going to respond until the first time they get punched in the mouth. Yeah. You know, and that's how it was with, with my last one here with Wyatt, you know, I, he didn't play until junior high. You know, I was pretty adamant about don't play until you really, really want to. And, and, uh, you know, puberty was really kind to his body <laughs> and testosterone flipped his mental outlook on things and he really wanted to play. So, you know, we started working out uh, with our, with my friend at Warren Academy and with Steve and we know Steve, Steve's a friend of the program. Oh man. I've known Steve for like 15 plus years. So yeah, we had, we had him on last summer. I think it was talking yeah. about the Warren Academy. So yeah, he was <laughs> He was our first, he was our first interview on the eye test, but, uh, so I started Wyatt out there and then all that, you know, like a year's worth of work. And then that next season comes around and you just don't know yeah. how they're going to respond until the first time they get, you know, till, till they start hitting. And the, the week they started hitting, I waited till about like Wednesday or Thursday before I even brought it up. And, uh, I, I, he got in the truck after practice and I'd been watching practice cause I can park up on the hill and kind of watch a little bit. And, uh, I just asked him, so, you know, how's it going? And he just looked me straight in the eye and said, dad, I really like the hitting part. I yeah. Like, I, I'm yeah. not as tra- I'm not so traditional. My son was telling me, he's like, Oh, I can take it. I can take it. And so, I took him out in a field and I threw a ball to him like he was catching a punt because I told him he was going to have to learn how to play special teams. And then uh, I basically chased him down, grabbed him and threw him on the ground, like an actual tackle, you know, around the waist, got him down. I did it to him about three times. Then I made him try to tackle me and he came at me and I seriously ran him. I mean, he's barely like a buck 20 at this point, right? He's only, he'll, he'll be a sophomore. He's just started really lifting weights seriously and I plowed him over the first time I felt so bad. I like, it took him like a minute to get up and I felt terrible. And I was just like, God, if anyone's watching this, like from, from afar, I, I, I look like a terrible father right hey, now, but you know, at the same time, the services is on the way. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. I know plenty of good lawyers, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, we had, we had a pretty good time. It, it uh, but he, I mean, he kept at it and he, even, even that, I mean, he's played, he went to a couple camps last year. He went to the McCaffrey camp here at UNC. So we're, you know, that's pretty much what it is. And so tonight's show, I mean, just pretty much what we're going to be doing. We're just going to be uh BS in here a bunch and, and hanging out and talking a little bit about um, this upcoming hail varsity. Uh, well, it should be out now. You said it's out. Mine's probably in the it. I picked a cop. I picked up a copy at the office today. So, okay. Yeah. Honky always seems to get his before I get mine about a day or two. And then, you know, and it comes out, but I love this photo. Did you take this one? Yeah, that one's mine. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. I think <laughs> that's the yeah, sometimes they start to run together. I, we shoot so many, so many of them, I forget who did what. Yeah, because it's you and John. Um, you remind me of John's last name. Peterson. John, John Peterson. Yeah, I knew that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, why don't you, I mean, you're kind of wrapping up your school year too, right? Because, as yeah, a- that's, you know, kind of the reason that we we did this issue this way, because it kind of is, it kind of is the end to our season as well, right? I mean, yeah. we'll have the yearbook coming out um, in a few weeks, uh, but, you know, there's just, everything's kind of done. Yeah, There's not a whole lot to do over the summer, 
although you know we'll have little stories and things we work on but there's not a lot to do the bulk of the work the bulk of the hay is in the barn at this part yeah at this point so you know it's it, it was just seemed like a good time to do you know kind of a a year a year in photos kind of thing and then we in in our discussions we just kind of settled on you know we were thinking trying to come up with kind of a theme and it just seemed like this was a season full of this was a year full of turning points yeah so it it just kind of hit very naturally yeah and i took a look at some of these photos um obviously because uh honky and i put well honky did me a huge favor put this slideshow together but i was taking a look at some of the some of the uh, photos and there's a couple on here that yeah we'll definitely talk about a turning point or two and one of them i was there for um and i remember i remember you and i have talked about a particular photo that that you took on there and and we'll just call it the face the um face. yeah the face and and it'll probably be one of the last ones we talk about here but you know there's a bunch we've got here you know there's there's basketball there's um volleyball there's gymnastics there's i mean you know talk about some of these i mean what, what what's it like from from your perspective like to be at all these games and taking all of these shots and seeing all these athletes and trying to find the perfect photo you know as as you well sometimes you don't know what the perfect photo is going to be until until time gives you gives you the context right like you know you take the kinsey knuckles photo right there that you know i just happen you know i just happen to be shooting the players walking off the court and then you know i snap this picture and i i hadn't even like really like processed what her loss was going to be to the team and then as you look back on the season, it was like, yeah, that was kind of like a big, that was a big moment yeah. to lose, to lose her. And, and so, you know, when you look back on some of these things, they have a, the, the additional context of, of history more or less, mm -hmm. um, it, you know, gives it weights them a little bit heavier. Yeah. It's uh God, I heard something today. Um, so I listened to this great, uh, another podcast, it's a great podcast. It's called 60 Songs That Explain the 90s, right? And it, it's great because it goes back and just reviews. And, and really, they're on episode like 80, so don't believe them. Uh, it's this, this guy, Rob Harville, he writes for uh, The Ringer. And he goes back and he's an awesome music critic. We're about the same age. I think he's about five or six years younger than me. Um, and, you know, he reviews these songs. He talks about these bands and... And it's funny because I don't want to call it revisionist history, but like a lot of times when you go back and you listen to these songs and you put them in contact, it's almost like the pictures or the songs write the history, right? Like, right. like, like you get them, they're in place. And then you go back and, and after you have some time, like you said, to process it or to like start to hear the real story, um, you know, it, it almost, you kind of go back in your head and you're like, wow, like those concerts that I went to when I was 12, 13, 14 years old really had so much more importance at this point in my life than they did at that point, because then I was just a kid. I had no idea, you know, back then two years felt like 20, Forever. you know, now two years feels like 20 seconds. So it's, it's kind of one of those weird instances where I guess for you, you know, sometimes you go back and look at stuff and you find some, you know, find some gems in there that you had no idea even existed until, you know, after the fact, right. Well, history, like I said, history gives, puts a little context on things. And that's not just, 
I mean that that's that's a little bit of the story of photography because they're a lot of the most historic images in history are not particularly great photographs, but history provides a context to them that weights them so heavily in in just the context statement point of yeah. it that they they get they get lumped in with great photographs when maybe they weren't that great from an aesthetic standpoint and composition and and technically and all that but because they were a point in history mm -hmm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So why why are these other ones like turning points? You know, we talked about Kenzie Knuckles, but with the basketball, well, not, a, not everyone. Yeah, okay. So when we attack this this job of trying to do this, um, we put out kind of a call to the staff to say, "Hey, you know, you guys that you know you you uh, you cover certain beats. What do you consider some of the turning points?" And it doesn't necessarily, we didn't want to be so kind of on the nose with, you know, an actual point. Sometimes it was a person. Sometimes it was a moment. Sometimes, you know, but that each, each season, each sport kind of had, kind of had its thing mm -hmm. that the season turned on. Yeah. So like, you know, like um, it's not up here, but you know, the, the, John's picture of, of Kenze, mm -hmm. you know, it's a, you know, it's a very regular, what I call a regular photo. I mean, because we shoot that one a lot, mm -hmm. but you know, it was Kese. And, yeah. And well, that's what I meant to say, not Kenzie, because I was just looking at it. <laughs> well, so actually, but let me let me let me stop you real quick, just because I want to give some of these because some people are going to be listening to this and not always watching it on YouTube. So I want to give some context here. The picture of uh, Kenzie Knuckles that he's describing is of Kenzie and a coach walking off. And I assume this is right after her injury. And she's reaching up and she's touching hands with a fan as she's walking off the court into the locker room is what I, I think this is. Is that a correct? Um, uh, um, no, she's the one in the sweats. Oh, she's in the, oh, she's yeah. in the sweats. She's okay. okay. Sorry, I, it's a smaller picture on my yeah. screen, so I can't really see it. Yeah, no, she's being okay. helped up before by a teammate. Okay. Yeah. So, and so see which one it is right now. Yeah. It's in the top, top left or something like that. And then, and then another one that we're looking at here, it's a gymnast. He's, he's pretty much, you know, vertical or almost perpendicular to the ground on the, on the, uh, on the, uh, what is that? The high bar? Is that what they call yep. that? Um, 
God, my sister was a gymnast, so I should know these things. Right. Um, you know, talk about that one a little bit, you know, is there, you know, for, for gymnastics and, and, you know, just some of these sports where, you know, it doesn't quite get the publicity that, you know, sports like volleyball and football. And right. basketball. We try to, we try to work those into our coverage as much as we can, as much as we can fit them into, into our timetable um, to get some of those other sports that don't, you know, so we try to cover gymnastics at least once a year. We try to cover wrestling a couple, at least once, maybe twice a year. Um, track, we try to get to. Tennis, we try to get to when we can. So, but obviously the bulk of our time is football, volleyball, basketball, basketball, and mm -hmm. baseball, softball. Yeah, and these basketball pictures on there. One of them is, um, and God, I can't. I wish I could see the players, but one is the with the women's team on the bottom there, um, and the top is the men's team, I believe. Uh, and they're playing yeah. Creighton. Is that Creighton? Yes, the that was from the Creighton game. game. I was gonna say the. I can see the blue and white on there. So yeah, you know Creighton, by the way, who um, hasn't beaten Nebraska basketball since last year. So you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was that was kind of a that was that was a little bit of a. You know, there were the kind of two things with basketball season. It was the big win over Creighton and and Kese emerging from the bench to become a star. Yeah, yeah. So some, like I said, sometimes like like this one, we we really like these these images that I shot from up high because we don't get that opportunity to shoot this angle very rarely. How do you shoot that angle? You're um, up at the at CHI Center now. Up mm -hmm. in the catwalks, leaning over a ledge with a really big lens. No, thank you. And I'm good. I'm good. I yeah, spent, you, you have fun with that. Yeah, no, I spent probably, <laughs> I spent, I think I spent an entire half of basketball up there. Oh, man. This. Yeah, I have a, I am deathly afraid of heights, which is weird because there are some things that I will do when I'm up there, but like if I'm on a ledge or something like that, like, oh, man. Yeah, it's, will, it's you know, I'm not crazy it. about heights either, but you know, there's, there's something happens. That's why I'm when, short. When you're working right and yeah i purposely stopped growing just because i was getting too far off the ground so i mean it was that's that's what i tell everybody at least you know um let's see some of these other pictures too that we've got going on here um you know talk to me there's there's one, one on I the mean, bottom and you know in particular too that we might want to talk yeah about. that one the one on the bottom wound up being our cover after scott got fired well, yeah, um, oh. it's it's just basically Scott, and I, I I think everybody sees that has seen that picture. And if you haven't seen it, it's the one at the Georgia Southern game, um, and I think he's probably looking up at the scoreboard. No, and, he's got his, um, he's got his eyes closed, and it would um, it just kind of read to me that because I because I kind of had been low key stalking him for well since Ireland because yeah. Ireland was it, it was kind of a no brainer when we were talking turning point for football. <laughs> I think football, the turning point in football almost happened before the season started. You know, I mean, it it was, it happened in Ireland. They lost oh, I, I thought it happened when he slid down the pole in front of the building. They, yeah, they lost that game in Ireland. Derailing. Much, yeah. We all knew what was going to happen. It was, it was over after that. Yeah. And then, but the Georgia Southern game was was yeah that was the moment i was there i was there i i brought my wife to that game you know i brought every time i bring my wife to a football game they seem to lose so she's not coming with me to boulder i i asked her if she wanted to go to boulder this year and i said never mind i just bought myself a ticket i'm gonna go by myself because the last time i went to a football game by myself what happened eric 
<laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Hey, comeback win. That's right. Against, against Rutgers. Hopefully, though, we won't have to come back against C. We'll just blow them out of the water. I'd be really disappointed if we have to come back against a team that has been practicing for two weeks. Oh, my God. Are they even practicing? Well, I'm just saying, by the time by the time he gets guys on campus <clears throat> and they get to start installing an offense, they're going to have like two weeks, two yeah. or three weeks before they got to play a game. Yeah, and I think our cornerbacks might be one of our stronger position groups this year, too, when I go back and look, because they're all returning, aren't they, for the most part? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. and that's probably the deepest. Right. And that's the deepest that's, part that's of their team. Well, and that's and the deepest part of their team is going to be their one wide receiver and their quarterback who are going to try to play catch the whole game. So yeah, you know we're <laughs> God, I can't stand the bus. I you know living here in Colorado, um, it is like I swear to God, I can't wear a Husker thing anywhere right now without somebody saying anything to me. And I was like, where were you guys like the last couple of years? Like where were you last year when you were one eleven? Like nobody right. ever said anything to me. Now all of a sudden, everybody's a CU fan. Everybody's out well, buying what astounds like, me is i mean there is zero evidence zero evidence that he's going to be a successful coach in a power five conference i mean we're looking at a photo of a guy who was successful in a like basically you know a d1a program and and had and did not have success at i say d1a he wasn't d1a it was no but it's you're you're hitting at what i've been saying for a few weeks now which is one of the reasons, and it, it, it came to me several weeks ago, that I realized that one of the reasons Nebraska fans are like not having this whole prime Colorado. We know better. Because we have very recent personal experience with the hot coach of the moment coming here who caught lightning in a bottle at a mid-major program in a mid-major conference and had some success and came up and tried to play big boy ball and wasn't ready. And talked a lot about how and everyone was going to have to make a change to adjust to him and all this other right, stuff. How right? he yeah. was going to change the game. Yeah. And you know what? So I'm just, I'm not buying it. I yeah. I, I just hope that TCU boat races the will to live out of that team too. Like TCU, I just, TCU yeah. will absolutely boat race. Oh my God. It's, it's Yeah. We're and I, to... I, I can't remember who I was talking to, but I, I, I think Nebraska is going to beat them by 17, 24. Oh God, please don't start that now yet. I, I mean, can't... I'm the Kool-Aid drinker that, but we got a whole summer. I got a whole game of golf to play in Minnesota and a game to watch there. So I, uh, you know, I just, oh man, I just, this whole CU thing and the whole, the whole way that they've been handling tickets for this game and everything like that has just kind of been driving me up the wall. So I don't know if you've been fo- on Twitter, you follow me, you retweet my stuff all the time. And, but let me tell you what a nightmare it's been. You know, I, they, they called me because I had season tickets for CU for like three years after the last Nebraska game, because I wanted to stay on the list, knowing that this game was going to be coming up in the, you know, in a few years, mm-hmm. then COVID happened and I didn't buy tickets. And then I didn't buy tickets in 21. And then last year, I just knew they were going to be terrible and that I wasn't going to be able to give the tickets away. Right. Because I was just selling them to my friends who were fans of whoever they were playing for the the games that I was doing. And so I didn't buy them last year. Well, so they call me the first day about for deposits. I put down a deposit for season tickets. A couple months go by. I haven't heard anything. I call and they're like, Oh, if you didn't get an email, you're not getting season tickets. And I was like, cool. When can I buy games for an individual game or tickets for an individual game? And they were like, 
well, we'll let you know it's sometime in May. And I was like, what is going on here? So then I get an email that basically says on May 16th, only season ticket holders can go in and buy individual game tickets. Okay. Well, I'm not a season ticket holder. So then I get another one that says you can buy individual game tickets. That's today on May 22nd, but Nebraska will not be included in that pre-sale. You can only buy them to when they go on sale to the general general public on May 24th, which is 11 a.m. Central Time, Husker fans. So make sure that you go and log in, get your credit card information, get everything you need ready, create an account if you have to, because you go directly to CU Buffs Athletic site to buy your tickets for those games. Okay, so make sure that you do that. But so I went and logged in today just to kind of see, oh, they're probably lying to me. Yeah, they were lying. I went on, I clicked on there. I got a ticket for the C, for the CU Nebraska game. I mean, it was $330 for basically lower bowl section 108 row 39. So seat 26, oh, come find me. I'm not scared of you CU fans. Report me. I don't care. You they know what? Because I'll be at that game. Yeah, they got a, they got a, they got a salary to pay. Yeah, they do. They have a big time salary. My uh, my cousin is she just graduated high school. My wife's cousin, um, she just graduated high school, and she's going to see you next year. And uh, her mom and her uh, stepdad both are CSU fans, but they were both wearing CU Buffs shirts at this party on Saturday that I went to, and I was just like, "What is wrong with you?" And they're like, "We know, we know. We're sorry." They're like, "But seriously, they said it took them." probably two days of shopping, like going to different stores, trying to find something that didn't say prime on it. Cause they're like, we didn't want anything with that idiot's name on, on a t-shirt. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like everything said prime. And I was like, well, you know, you guys are going to basically be paying a salary with how much you pay in her tuition as well. Ooh, so I wonder, I wonder if he's getting a, I bet you he's getting a royalty. Oh, he is off of everything that says prime on it. Oh, he is. And you should, I mean, it is everywhere, man. It's almost like they purposely pull some stuff off of shelves and just replace it with the prime stuff like Walmart, Target, everything that sells CU stuff around here. It just says prime on there. And I'm like, you know, this is ridiculous. He has to be right. I mean, there has to be some kind of license because it's Nike, I think too, which makes sense because, you know, prime was a Nike guy. All the, the entire time so the whole deal apparently makes sense for him and he's probably raking it in and his son's probably raking it in and then they'll you know their wide receivers probably raking it in and i don't know man there's going to be some discourse on that team this year and i'm just willing it their way I, so. I i i don't think you have to will it i don't see i really struggle to see any way that you're gonna you're gonna form a bonded team of mercenaries in just a few weeks it's just it, it can't happen so yeah um another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Talk about some of these other pictures up there, man. I see ones from practice. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, okay, we've ranted about CU enough here. I, you know, practice. Which one's from practice? I don't know. Is there a practice up there? Is that a game? I can't tell. what The pictures are really small on my screen. I well, the one, that one? No, yes, that's clearly. Oh, that's oh, okay, okay. Wow, really? Yeah. Okay, 
like I said, Ireland was the turning point. Oh, that's inside the the thing. Okay, yeah. And then uh, the other one was who who's on there too? There that's we go. Funny. Yo, I know, I know who it is. But you got to describe the picture because we got people listening. Well, that's true. How no, much? I mean, that's uh, this whole. Uh, you know, Frank. I think the whole ceremony with Frank at the spring game, I think, was kind of like the. It was almost like the culmination of the Trev Alberts writing all the wrongs to her, right? Yep. I mean, Trev has been going out of his way to fix everything that had been screwed up over the last 10 to 20 years, you know, all the wrongs that were done. And I know some people have differing opinions of Frank. My personal opinion is he was, he was done dirty yeah. before before he had a chance to 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 make adjustments and fix some stuff mm -hmm. and he got run out of town before it was necessary yeah and you know i was uh, you, you know you were down there taking pictures i was up in the press box for the spring game watching that and you know as you know you're not really supposed to be making any noise or do, talking <laughs> too much when they're doing and it was halftime and so, I will tell yeah. you that it was actually pretty cool because the murmur in the room was like, wow, this is, this is cool. Like this is what, what every, like the fans, this is what the fans need. You know, that was kind of the, the consensus going on there. I spoke with Sip a little bit about it. He thought it was super cool. Um, you know, Sam McEwen was up there. I, I asked him like how, what he thought about that. He, he just kind of nodded his head and was like, yeah, um, Sam, Sam is, uh, treated me really well that day. I don't know, you know, especially at the press conference, you know, there's a funny story behind, I actually got a question in at the press conference, um, you know, and it was pretty surreal. Cause I was trying to get Sam to ask the question for me. And he, um, looked at me and he goes, you ask. And I was like, and then there was a pause after a question, or maybe there wasn't a pause, but in my head there was. So I just asked it. And I think everybody at the red cast pretty much died. They all thought <laughs> they all thought that, you know, oh, my God, I can't believe Rob's asking a question at a, at a Nebraska press conference. But my question was legit. I wanted to know um, if, you know, Sims saw an opportunity to run the ball up the middle on his touchdown or if it was like a play, you know, uh, a called play, a called run or, you know, because they they spread out five wide, which, you know, here at Nebraska, we all know is like the quarterback trap and. You know, I mean, it was so I asked him if, if it was a and he just said that it was a called play. But then he's like, he's like, I just saw the opportunity. So I ran it. So I'm not sure. I kind of got both answers from one answer, right. which, which is good for him, you know, so because that's the way you should answer, you know, question about a specific play, I suppose. But, um, you know, I was just wondering because that's like a classic Nebraska play. Right. I mean, right. So, yeah. Um cool i don't know what just happened to my uh to my pictures but that's okay um so you know as we as we kind of moved along in in the uh whole you know year in pictures and everything like that was there any specific images or any moments you know say for like baseball even this year you know where you know, any recent games, anything like that, where you, where you saw something happen, where you're just like, you know, this could, this could be the now, baseball to me when I, cause baseball to me, when I thought about the baseball season and how that went, um, it was clear to me 
for a month now, at least, that that the story for me of the baseball team this year was going to be lack of pitching. Mm-hmm. You just didn't have enough. Mm-hmm. And because that was that that reveals itself first and foremost in your midweek games. Yeah. Whether you have a deep bullpen or not. Yeah. And they didn't. And so that meant if the starters had a bad day, they were in trouble. Yeah. They, they and were. I think that's pretty much how the, the 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 season played out. So when we were choosing photos, I kind of lobbied for the I don't remember if I shared it with you or not, but the, the baseball photo we used was kind of a blurred action photo of of a pitcher. Mm-hmm. And for me, in my mind, that kind of embodied how the pitching was that, was that the one on the uh this one, the on the cover? No. Okay. We ran, okay. We ran another one inside. Okay. And I might I don't remember if I shared it with you or not. I, I don't know either. Yeah. The um yeah, because like for me for baseball, it, it's been an interesting up and down season. You know, I um I'm boycotting my professional baseball team right now, and I know a lot of people think that's silly, but um I'm uh I'm a big Oakland A's fan and their ownership has just like done everybody wrong. And it's not, it's not even fun anymore to watch the games because you know right. that like, no matter how hard they compete, they'll figure out a way to just dismantle the team. Um, you know, they're in the, in the midst. I don't mind if they move to Las Vegas, I just need them to figure it out and get a new stadium. And so I've really focused my efforts this year on Husker baseball. That's been my, cause I love baseball and there's nothing better to me than listening to a baseball game on the radio on, in the middle of the day you know, or even at night. Right. And so, um, you know, I've been focusing a lot on that and that was what you said that those, those midweek games, you know, you, you quickly figure out, like you said, how teams are going to be. Um, I will say this, can I tell you my turning point so far for this season? And I hope the momentum carries, um, they lost that game, the continuation game to Creighton at Creighton, right. In Omaha, Mm -hmm. when the game was being played in, uh, Lincoln prior, and then they had to go in. And I kind of was upset that they didn't try to finish that game out because they only needed, you know, the three outs and then that game would have been called and and completed because of where they were at in the game. So they lost that game six, five. And after that game, the team had a team only meeting out in center field at Creighton on their field in Omaha. And nobody knows exactly what was said. The team hasn't talked about it. Um, You know, Gary Sharp, talked a little bit about how he tried to find out a little bit more. And the coaches said, I don't know the, the players asked for it. We let them have it. You know, they talked about it. And since that meeting, they've gone six and one, right. They didn't, they, they won five games in a row. They lost one game this weekend to Purdue, which is fine. You know, you just win the series, right? right? That's baseball. You win the series. And then they won on Sunday going away. You know what I mean? They got the lead Their Their late pitching was a little bit sketchy, but they still won. And, you know, going into the tournament, that's the kind of momentum you want, right? Like everybody yeah. talks about momentum going into the tournament and we took it away. It was sweet revenge against Purdue after the BS that they pulled last year with canceling the game. And now we're, you know, going into the tournament. I think it starts Wednesday. Um, something like God, that. I haven't even looked at the schedule. I just, yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. I've needed, I've needed to clear my head for a few days from, from all things sports. And so it's been, you know, so now I'll probably go back tomorrow, look it up, figure out the schedule, see how everything's lining up. They play Rutgers starts Tuesday and he plays Rutgers on Wednesday. That's what I thought. Okay. Cool. Thank you, honky. And you know, so I, you know, that was my turning point for the baseball season. I know it's really late in the season, but uh-huh. now's the time where like, if they, 
go deep into this weekend. They still have a chance maybe for a regional, probably not, but they're going to have to win the tournament, but you know, it's not impossible. Right. And so, I mean, we've seen it before that they've, yeah. that they've come out of nowhere, put, you know, put a few days together and won the tournament because that's really all you need. That's all you need. And, you need a few I mean, and, and frankly, it's, it's frankly, you know, in baseball too, it's not unheard of to go, 10 and one to end the season, you know, and, and get yourself into the tournament. Like, you know, it's, it's baseball and they were supposed to be, you know, before the season, they were supposed to be that team that could go 10 and one and, you know, only lose, you know, one out of every 10 games. And, and it didn't end up that way. You knew early on they were going to have problems. And so we watched major league. I was going to say, yeah, I, that's what it came to mind when you were talking about the A's. Yeah. I was going to say, remember they were, they were 20 games back. Yep. Um, yeah, they were 20 games back. It was the 2012, 2014 season. I'm trying to remember they all blend together cause they've had some crazy years and the last game of the season against the Rangers and they, they won the game, won the division and then lost in the first round of the playoffs. So, you know, <laughs> but, you know, but they were there, they were there to give yourself a chance. Yeah. Yeah. You, that's all you do. It's like, yeah, you make the postseason, and then yeah. everything out, you know, everything there is to chance, right? It, as Billy the- Bean would say, it's a crap shoot. So you yeah, know. you make the postseason, and you're playing with house money. Cause then you're not. Sorry, Alex, if you're listening, that's honky's son. When he says the CRAP word, he gets yelled at and, but crap shoots different than saying the word crap. Okay, <laughs> Alex, I just want you to know. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm excited for for that. I mean, that's the cool thing about college baseball is it kind of is like that filler between, you know, the end of the year spring football and then, uh, you know, all of a sudden world college world series ends and next thing you know we're starting practice for football and and right. you get them geared up. For you're the gonna season. go. You're gonna go college world series Fourth of July weekend. Holy shit! They report for camp in two weeks. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like I'm packing my bags and my golf clubs and headed out to uh, TPC Twin Cities to play a little bit of golf with the boys. And then uh, we're going to go to a nice stick dinner, wake up in the morning and go on Thursday night to a football game in Minneapolis. So that's going to be a hell of a time. man. I am. I'm excited. I, I really am, Eric. I, I, I think you'll be at that game as my no, guess. John, John's and, doing that. John's doing that game. Okay. John's doing that game. I think unless, unless plans have changed, which okay. they've changed before. So it's not a big, big deal. Are you doing CU? But or? Right now he's doing that one and I'm going to go do Colorado. Okay. Well, if you need someone to carry your bags at Colorado, just let me know. So, you know, I'll, I'll hold your cameras for you anytime as I'm known to do. Yeah, well, we've done it before yeah. without being asked. And without being yeah. asked, man. That's okay, here. Hold this. Yeah, you know, I, I I try to tell people I'm a good person. They don't believe it, but you know, I'll, I'll tell them all day about it. But yeah, you know, and, and it's uh, what was your biggest turning point the whole year? Like, I mean, let's not besides Scott, all right? Because let's I not talk know. about Scott. Was there a bigger turning turning point than I than, mean than the 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 Georgia Southern game where in, in retrospect, the turning point for Scott was when Trev gave him one more year. Well, you know, yes, I mean, that's <laughs> kind of had to give him one more. year. We knew what was going to happen. It's felt so inevitable. And, and you know what? I don't even want to like talk bad about it because we wouldn't be where we are now with the coach we have now and the happiness as Husker fans that we all seem to have with the, the job that, that coach rule is doing at this point. Hopefully. Right. 
Yeah. I mean, well, that's hope. Hope is what we, you know, we, we see almost 90% of Husker fans right now collectively are hopeful. And I personally don't remember the last time that happened. I mean, you know, I think even Redcast Dave is hopeful and, and we never see that. When Scott was hired, everybody was super excited. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I, I think I got more excited when O'Shawn Mathis announced that he was coming to Nebraska than I did when they when they hired Scott Frost. But <laughs> uh, my wife was like, are you OK? What are you screaming about out there? And I mean, yeah, I, I yeah, I was hopeful. I don't know. So 83.4 percent of the Red Cats is very hopeful. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to know who that 16.6% is. And I think that's the math. Was that the right math? I, those, I are think the, so. those are the people that, that that stat is getting whittled away slowly. Yeah. yeah. Of people that are reluctantly still holding out from jumping on the bandwagon. But that I think that number it, gets eroded every day. Oh man. I hey, you know what? Welcome to the show, Buffs Nation. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, you missed our entire like see you rant. So hopefully you'll go back and listen to that and you can use that for more billboard material because you know what? I don't care. I don't care either. Yeah. I mean, it's uh it is what it is. I, I mean, mean I, you know, I, I ain't I ain't hard to find. I don't yeah. I don't think I'm gonna be wrong though. Yeah, no, I'll be so, I've so. said it before. I will be surprised. Yeah, I, uh, I'll be surprised if they win a game before Halloween. Now I'll give them. <laughs> I'll, give them I'll give them the CSU game. They should be able to roll the ball out and win that game. But I still, I see the CSU. Man, don't game. tell, don't tell, don't tell Redcast Skip about that, man. I was, gonna, I was just gonna say, I see the CSU game as a 50-50. Yeah. And I mean, well, it's at CU, so maybe that's where their advantage is. Is that right? So I, they're I, they're I, renewing the rivalry this year, and they're playing at their respective stadiums, um, and they are playing CSU at CU. I think the week after we play them, so you know, whatever. I mean, there's, yeah, there you go. I mean, they maybe, probably will beat CSU, but it'd be fun to see CSU beat them. Right, and I'll still be surprised if they beat CSU because. And and it's not when I say those say those things, I'm not saying it to like be boastful. I'm just like seriously, from a logistical standpoint, I don't see how you can get these guys on campus, get them through their through, you know, get get used to your program, get used to expectations, all those things that Get used to a coach that makes you stand up and sit down, fight, fight, fight. You know? All those things, and much less install a complete offense and a complete defense and be ready for week one, week two, week three, week four, while everybody else has been doing it either for years or at least a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just from I, when I make that statement, I'm just like seriously looking at it from a logistical standpoint. Yeah, so we came here to promote the Hale Varsity Turning Points magazine. And quite frankly, all this entire show has turned into is just bashing CU, which is fine because honestly, when when I agreed with you, because you came and you were like, hey, I'd love to come on and talk about this. And I was thinking, you know, it's been a month since I've been on. I've had a lot of like, you know, 
pent up aggression, you know, from like from like Twitter reactions and all kinds of other stuff going on. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna make this a show where Eric and I just come on and we just BS back and forth, talk some football, talk, you know, maybe we'll talk a few pictures and you know what, let's let's see where this goes. So I'm I'm more than happy to sit here and and talk about exactly that. You know, um, you know, I will say this. I was trying to think of like maybe maybe we can both say like one thing nice about CU. You know, what I mean, like before we end the show, I'm not saying right this minute because I'm going to give you some time to think about it. Let's no, I, I got it. The scenery yeah. is amazing. I oh. love Colorado. I grew up visiting Colorado. We vacation in Colorado every year. I love going to Colorado. I I live in Colorado, and and I will tell you right now that uh, I actually really do like that stadium for one reason. You want to know what that reason is? Dead and Company plays there every summer, and I will be at those shows coming up. I'm actually going to 311 in Aspen, 311 at Red Rocks, Dead and Company two nights in a row on July 2nd and 3rd um, at Folsom Field. And it should be, I think it's the last time that uh, that John Mayer will be playing with the Grateful Dead um, and that whole lineup because uh, those guys are getting kind of old and right. up there in age. So, you know, I, I'm wondering, you know, am I going to see Babcock at any of these shows or anything well, like don't that? Be, don't be surprised if you don't see Babs. At I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to him because I would love, I mean, seriously, as much as I love Babcock for his Husker football, I would love to just swap some stories with, with him about uh, the Grateful Dead because, you know, I grew up in the Bay area and I had friends whose parents worked for Grateful Dead production. So we used to get tickets for free all the time. And I would go to shows at the Oakland Coliseum and I went to a show at the gorge and i went to a show down at uh, laguna seca and i've been to shows at shoreline and sacramento the state fair and you know here in boulder and i mean i've seen the dead i i saw the dead with jerry over 50 times and you know now and then i took a hiatus and now with dead and company i go every summer out in boulder and and this is gonna be the last of the shows and um, if anyone has has not ever listened to John Mayer actually play guitar, get away from his pop stuff. Your body's a wonderland. All that other crap. Sorry, Alex. You get you you start talking about that kind of stuff. And John Mayer is a world class guitar player. He trained under Eric Clapton, and he's absolutely amazing. So I recommend it if you can get to Boulder for one of those shows. Any of you Husker fans and you're into it, absolutely do it. So there's my positive thing about Boulder. There you go. Yeah, I worked in Boulder for like eight or nine years, and it was a freaking nightmare commuting out there every day. But so. that is not an easy stadium to get in and out. No, it's why I left California, so I didn't have to deal with like traffic and people like that every single day. So, okay. you know, I mean, a lot of people talk about it. I actually did it. You know, I can see it's funny because I know our listeners can't really see this, and but I can see Honky in the background just cracking up over this conversation, and yeah. it's and and the fact that he's cracking up is just making me happy. So I'm I'll tell glad you one of my Honky's favorite happy. things that about favorite memories and or favorite stories about Colorado was when the day that we were walking down as a family, walking down the street in Estes Park, and I look over and there's an entire store. <laughs> I was wondering going to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. An is. entire store of just Husker stuff. And then I walk in there and there is, and this was back in the late nineties, early two thousands, maybe. Uh-huh. And there was like, cause I used to work for a different sports magazine and they had some on the table there and I just pick it up and I'm leafing through it. And the lady comes over to talk to me and I said, this is, this is a really fabulous magazine. 
She's like, yeah, I know. We love it. We saw a lot of them. The photography is amazing. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, so, fun story. The guy that owns uh, that store up in Estes Park actually owns um, a clothing store in Lincoln. Um, and he is the guy that officially dresses all of the coaches and um, everything for Husker sports. And I'm trying to remember his name off the top of my head. And it's, uh, I think it's, is it Jesse? No, 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 That was back in the day. Gary Novotny. That's who it is. I believe his name is Gary Novotny and he owns a store in uh, Lincoln and I have his business card sitting right here, so I'm not that good of a memory. Um, but yeah, Gary Novotny, I think that's his name. And he's the owner of the store there, but he owns a clothing store in Lincoln um, and dresses um, all of the coaches and stuff like that. So whenever you see a coach up there wearing yeah. suits, he's the guy that that provides them with their with their stuff. Because as we all know, and being from Colorado and, and you're in Nebraska, nobody wears suits in these states unless it's like you're on TV. Yeah, I mean, so I wedding yeah. or a funeral. Yeah, wedding funeral. I mean, and hopefully the wedding is not. Um, hopefully the wedding is not uh, on a Saturday in the fall. So, oh, look at that! There we go. Oh, Gary Michaels. That's it. Gary Michaels Clothiers is them. But um, and then there you go. Thanks, Honky. <laughs> He's got that. So it's Gary Michaels Clothiers. That's a free advertisement too. We should get them to sponsor the show. Maybe they can give us all yeah. suits to wear the games all the time, you know. And I think uh, there you go. <laughs> Ridgeline Hotel Convention Center, September eighth, twenty twenty three, at South Vrain Avenue and Estes Park. The Battle in Boulder. And Boulder. Wow, that's a really creative wow. use of the end there. You know, the yeah. last that's I might have to look at that because the last time we're so dumb we don't even know how to spell in. The last time, <laughs> the last time that Nebraska played out there, and I covered that game, I actually went out a few days earlier. Went up to Estes Park, you know, got a room somewhere, and just like hung out for a couple days. Cool. And then I, dro cool. I drove down through the mountains, down came down through Boulder. The game. Yeah. My wife and, and I occasionally will go like an overnight date night, and we'll stay up in Estes Park, like you know, just get like an Airbnb or cabin. They've got yep. great restaurants up there. They've got, um, they've got, you know, big red of the Rockies is there and lots of ice cream and candy stores. So yes. yeah, absolutely it's, worth it's going. And they the tourist destination. Yeah. And, uh, Elkins Elkins distillery is up there. They've got some pretty good whiskey going on out of that place. Oh no, that's um, not the glass that I have. I yeah. have a we got a couple of their glasses last time we were up there. Yeah, and then uh, they've they've got a brewery or two up there. I'm sure everywhere has breweries in Colorado. Everybody's got a brewery now. Yeah, breweries, dispensaries, and whiskey. That's what we do here in Colorado. So, you know, and they're all in the mountains. So that's what we do. And and when I say mountain, I'm not going to pronounce the T because I'm I've lived here long enough now. T's are no longer part of my. It's the mountains, right? Right. So you should go up to the mountains and shred the gnar, brah. Yeah, so <laughs> that was very older. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, well, like I said, I did work there. I'll... Oh, yeah, check out Snarfs too. I'm trying to say positive things about CU after that whole rant too. So, yeah, check out Snarfs too. They've got some of the best sandwiches in town. They toasted sandwiches. They've got some great pet. Always get it with the peppers every single time. Mm -hmm. And I think you find a Snarfs down on Pearl Street on the east end of Pearl Street, closer Where to Folsom. Eat last time. Yeah, it's good stuff down there, man. Sounds familiar. Yeah, Snarfs and Santiago's Breakfast Burritos up on the hill. 
There you go. So we got anything else for tonight, man? We've been at this for a little while already. How long have we been at this already? Holy About man. an hour. <laughs> yeah. Did we cover everything we wanted to cover? I mean, you know, I just wanted to see you, man. I missed you. I, you know, <laughs> I saw you at the spring game. I saw you in October. I figured, you know, every couple months, if I don't make contact with you, I, something's wrong in my life. So I figured I might as well, you know, get together with you, have a nice little Monday night show. Well, um, sure. It was nice to, you know, it just seemed like a good time to come on and talk some talk some photos since we were wrapping up the year with it. And yeah. Yeah, it's true. And it's, yeah. And if you haven't, by the way, I didn't say this at the beginning of the show and I probably should have, but if you are not already subscribed to Hill Varsity, you can use Redcast at checkout to receive a 10% discount on your first year uh, subscription of Hail Varsity Magazine, which can be mailed directly to your house. It's fantastic. I mean, I have editions here like all the time. I'm off screen here a little bit, but you know, I've got this one. What happens now? It's uh, the last edition. You know, great pictures going on. There's the turning points edition. It's the, so, it's the one that's just yeah, it's and not it's brand new. Yeah, and I, I mean, honestly, ninety percent of why I love this is the pictures. And I'm not just saying this to like blow smoke up your ass or anything like that. You know, what I mean, it's like seriously, when you go through here and you're reading the article, the pictures. 80% of the time, tell the story, right? I mean, literally, there's your story. You've got, you know, the baseball, and then there's some, you know, a little blurb in the corner for it, you know? So right. it's like, it's just some fantastic, some fantastic journalism, photojournalism, fantastic journalism in general. You know, I know that, um, you know, everybody's out here, Brandon Vogel, Jacob Padilla, Padilla, you know, all these guys writing these stories, um, you know, and while, while a lot of the events in the magazine have already happened, you know, that's kind of the thing with print these days is that, yep. you know, it's always happened. The stories these guys are telling are worth going back and reliving those moments. Right. Well, so they, it's, you know, our, our writers take the exact same tact and strategy that we do as, as photographers, where because of the nature of what we do, it's a magazine that's not going to hit the stands for sometimes well, I'll shoot an event and I know it's not going to, nobody's going to see it mm -hmm. in a magazine for three or four weeks. Yeah. Right. So you we're trying to, we're, we're trying to put together more timeless bits of content, right? Because in the, in that time frame, even like, even during the season, when, when things can happen more immediately, um, you know, by the time our magazine gets printed and gets in everybody's mailbox, you know, talk radio and the newspapers and the web has talked about all the obvious stuff mm -hmm. ad nauseum. Yeah. So we're trying to, you know, with the photo side and the word side, we're trying to dig a little bit deeper into, and to give a little bit deeper insight into things. Absolutely. And, you know, from the picture standpoint, you know, I always, it's always, it's always my goal in particular because, you know, I just know how I think when I pick up my cameras, you know, I and when we choose photos for the magazine, it's always my goal to 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 show our readers and our and our viewers something they hadn't seen before. Yeah. In, in a way they hadn't seen it. Yeah. 
show them something unexpected. Well, well you're doing it. I mean, and, some of these pictures are just amazing. You know what I mean? As well, I should say all of these pictures because I don't want to get in trouble for saying one of the best again, because I did that once I got yelled at by the 94 pipeline in front of a lot of people. So no, all of your pictures are great. So. <laughs> no, not all of them are great. Yeah. Some of them yeah. are useful. Some of them are great. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, um, as tradition, I'm going to give you the parting shot here on the Redcast. And uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening tonight because, uh, you know, it's been a while. I'm happy to be back. Hopefully, um, you know, I'll be planning out a couple more shows. Eric, you are welcome anytime. You know, if you just want to come in and sit with us and BS with us, if there's something you really want to talk on, our platform is always open to you. Um, you know, and if you have not listened yet too why don't you give yourself a little bit of a plug there for your podcast well we've been we've been doing it for what six six months now or so yeah. brady yeah. brady altman's and i from the magazine uh we started up a little thing last fall called the eye test uh-huh if you're not following them follow them on wherever you subscribe to any of your podcasts um it's the eye test and it's fantastic it we really take, is. We try and take a little bit different tact and and not rehash all the stuff that everybody else mm -hmm. um, talks about all the time because right now we're just going about every two weeks. So yeah, um, we have to just like the magazine, we have to dig a little deeper and be a little timeless. So, but I always enjoy. For me, my motivation was I always enjoy talking about the intangibles of sports and competition. And not so much the X's and O's and recruiting mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. I'm more interested in in how we build better young men and how mm -hmm. we build competitive athletes and how do we teach them to be tough and have grit and 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 all of those, a little bit more of the psychological stuff that I really, mm -hmm. really enjoy talking about. And I think we've done, we've done pretty good so far, getting some pretty good guests, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, you've got you've had some great ones, um, especially the sports psychologist who is I think he works with your son at um, uh, he he's the he uh, he's the sports psychologist at my son's school. Yeah. And so. he's he's amazing. I'm actually working. That's that was my favorite episode, by the We're way. We're actually considering bringing him back on a yeah. regular basis because that guy like worked for the government or something for a while, right? Like the CIA or the FBI or something like that. Yeah, so. he, he, in, the, in the podcast, he gives the whole story. But basically. Yeah. The way he he self described it as it was his job to make the enemy shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah, yeah. And that's the guy that's the sports psychologist at my son's school. I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, <laughs> we can't wait to steal him away to Lincoln. So, yeah. well, you know, like I said again, I'd like to thank everyone for coming out tonight. Make sure you check out Eric Francis's uh, with him and Brady Altman on the eye test. You can find that on any of your podcast platforms out there. It is a uh, Hail Varsity podcast. And, um, you know, make sure that you tune in to some of our upcoming shows here on the Redcast. And with that, I'd like to say it's another Go Big Redcast. Go Big A Heard at Sports Network production.